Hare Krishna, back on this podcast kind of thing, like in Mayapur, a little bit more professional, with a little background music going on, so yeah, today was an amazing Harina, it is hot like anything, we're talking 30s, mid 30s, maybe hitting the 40s, it is hot out there and you sweat like anything, but considering, um, how I started off Harinam here in Mayapur on the roof, being banned <laughs> and then leaving the rooftop and then hitting the streets alone. So some devotees are feeling sorry for me. And now we we have like 20 or 30 devotees every time. And we don't go anywhere too far. You know, it's just in Gornaga, we just go pretty much, we hit like two streets, you could say. But because we hit the same areas where devotees come out of their homes and join in, it kind of works out. And um, I'm feeling like the schoolies vibe at the moment. You know, the even though there's not like the schoolies vibe, it seems like yes, you're you know you're putting out so much mercy and to the most fallen. These kids were like going for full degradation. Now you you kind of stop them in their tracks with a mantra. Here, it's like, I don't know, it's like you're getting so much blessings, because from what I heard from a devotee from Czech, he, he, he lives in, he goes, he's never seen anything like this, where a Harinam party comes through and then everyone feels like joining in. Usually they have a Harinam party and it's like the Indian style, the loudspeaker on the, you know, on the bike, the loud horns, and they're like, there's like a guy on the mic responding as well, so you, you can't really hear yourself chant. And uh, for some reason, devotees don't join in. You know, they come through, which is fine, and it works. But um, they don't join in. But um, for some reason, without, well, I'm not doing a certain style, I'm just doing it because I'm supposed to do it. Spiritual Master told me. But like whoever joins in, they join in and uh, it kind of happens like one person at a time. It's like one person sort of gets hooked on and then someone says, I'll see someone join in. So then they join in. And then when you got like a big group that comes every day, then it seems like more people inspired. And I kind of think it's like a prototype for how we, we, we preach. It's like one person at a time. You know, you may plant seeds, and so many, but um, to like get someone to commit, it seems to be a one-on-one personal thing. And um, if we look at the example of Prabhupada, he showed commitment. He was there every day. He would show up. He would, in the matches, give storefront, and even before then, you know, he would serve the the feast and clean up afterwards. And the hippies wouldn't even bother asking to help out. They just do it humbly because he knew that the Prashadam would purify them. He had faith that even though they didn't understand the Bhagavad Gita lectures, it would purify them. You know, they had an inclination to just come anyway. And, uh, you know, he was starting with just an apple and he'll slice into pieces and give them to everyone. That was the Prashadam distribution. So, yeah, a small start works out um, because it's natural it's kind of like uh, 
the Krishna consciousness of people has been dammed up by all this material junk in the consciousness. And the Krishna consciousness, ma-mantra or prasadam or association, philosophy, sort of seeps in. Just like, um, and then once it seeps in and finds its cracks through the material covering, and then it finds the core of the soul, which is love for Krishna, and then just starts to burst that out from the inside. And you can see that with the pastime of Vamanadev. So he saw Bali Maharaj, who was a demon, and he ruled the whole universe. And um, he only asked Bali Maharaj for three steps of land. And Bali Maharaj goes, come on, I can give you a whole planet. Why are you asking for three steps of land? Because no, no, that's all I need. If I cannot be satisfied with three steps, what makes you think I'll be satisfied with more? So, yeah, the uh, material life is just like someone who's walking through the forest without sh without the shoes of satisfaction. You know, uh, he feels all the thorns and pebbles and everything of lamentation and hankering and loss and profit. And uh, but the person with the shoes of satisfaction, he can walk through all these stones and pebbles and thorns of life because he's satisfied with what he what's given to him. He's not hankering or lamenting what he lost and hankering for what he what he thinks he needs. Everything's provided by God. Um, we just have to remember and appreciate. So that's what Vamana they say. Because I'm just a brahmachari. Give me three steps of land, I'll fly down like that. Okay, whatever. Then, uh, Bala Maharaj is a spiritual master. It's like a, it's like a family priest, you know, that helps you get material well. So he was like, "Hey, man, if this, this is Vishnu here, if he, he's gonna take everything, you know. So I'm not gonna get paid. So I gotta tell him to stop because you gotta stop, take back your promise, you know. He didn't say Om." <laughs> So you can take it back, even if it's like, you know, if you're going to be poverty stricken because of this charity, you should, you know, turn back. And then Bali Maharaj as a chatri is like, no, even if he takes everything, you know, I'll be famous for it. And uh, why should I be disgraced just because I couldn't give to some small brahmachari, dwarf brahmachari, brahmana? No, I reject you as my spiritual master. And he went through with it. And uh, Vamanadev, he grew in size, you know, it's like a universal form, you know, his soles of his feet were like the planet Earth, and it was like different parts, like the knees of the birds, <laughs> the thighs of the sky, the genitals is the Prajapatis, more and more, you know, Varuna is the tongue, so this big form manifested, and then with uh, one step, he stepped how he already stepped over half the universe, and then on the second step, his toe cracked the shell of the universe, and that crack made it all the way through to the, the causal ocean, the spiritual world, and then the, the water came through, washed the toe of the Lord, and that comes down as the Ganges River, which is so merciful to all. The, how the, the Ganges manifested. They can purify your sins, they can awaken love of God. Um, they just give, you know, just being near the river gives so much spiritual inspiration. 
but the gang just falls down hard into the universe, you know, and the demigods, they're like so ecstatic about it. Lord Brahma catched it in his pot and washed the feet of the Lord with it. And the Ganges is like, it's so merciful that what people do, the best thing you can offer the Ganges is Ganges water. So when you take from the Ganges, the Ganges doesn't lose anything. When you offer it, it doesn't gain anything. But the performer of such an offering gets completely purified. And for the devotee, everything belongs to the Lord. He never gains or profit from it. But the the person who's acting the love acting out of love, loving service, to offer something to the Lord, he gets purified. Just like um, decorating one's own face automatically decorates the reflection. So by offering prayers, offering service to the Lord, automatically the heart is decorated with transcendental qualities. So that's what's rushing through for people who are degraded. And it just started off with Vamana Dev offering three, asking for three steps of land. And then the demon, so-called demon Bali Maharaj, who ended up becoming a Mahajan, ended up committing his whole life. He was arrested and humiliated. And, uh, you know, nearly got, just nearly suffocated to death from the ropes of Varuna being punished by Vamanadeva and he says where do you want this third step and Bali Maharaj said put on my head because the possessor is greater than the possession that's amazing like Donald Trump you could have all his wealth or you could get him for ransom so obviously the person is more valuable than the ransom itself <laughs> So, we can see that the Lord gives Himself, ultimately, and we um, commit ourselves in devotional service. And how does it start? Just by a little hearing of a ma mantra somewhere, by well-wishing a devotee, by tasting prasadam, by touching a book. You know, these, these manifestations of cracks within our material consciousness is uh, taking place, let alone the devotee who's starting to commit. He's creating many cracks of opportunity for the love of God to gush out of his heart and in a, in a mood of ecstatic emotion, dancing and chanting in Kirtan. So I'm feeling like this at the moment in my poem. We started with something small. And this is the home of the Panchata. This is the home of Harinam Sangatan. You expect something special here. Um, but obviously someone needs to access it. And uh, I'm feeling like that this little effort, just walking around a few streets and chanting Hare Krishna, is creating that gushing of flow of love of God, that mercy from performing the Yuga Dharma by pleasing Lord Chaitanya, the Yagya Purush for this age by Harinam Sankatan. Devotees are feeling it like anything and they're coming every day. So yeah, I guess that's what my post for. Some people just come here for comfort, but that's particularly what is for chanting, dancing and feasting. So we should also engage in that wherever we are and then we're in Mayapur, we're with the Panchatattva and um even if you're in the middle of schoolies, you can have the same mood that you would experience in Mayapur. Can that? Can you imagine that? 
can you imagine this is the power of the Harinam Sangha, the Kaloka Pramada Harinam Sangha, the spiritual descent. Don't forget it. And always take up the opportunity when it comes up. Don't take this stuff for granted. This is our way out. There's no other way. We have to go back home in the spiritual world. And that's the way it's done, by chanting and dancing. If you do it. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Hare Namaste Gita Jai.